What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast, part of the Niners Nation podcast network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and with me, as always, on Friday, Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. We survived the first night of the draft. It felt like it flew. It, but it was over th- like three and a half hours, but it felt like the shortest first round of all time. It absolutely flew. So I was hosting SB Nation's live draft show, and our plan was to do a live broadcast for the first 10 picks and then do a Twitter space after that. So we were like, yeah, well, you know, we'll start a Twitter space at like 10, 30, 11. We'll see what time it happens. This is Eastern time where I am. And all of a sudden it's 930 Eastern and we're halfway through the, <laughs> the top 10 picks. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And I'm central time. So the draft ended by like 1130, which I'm just so used to it going like past midnight and all right. of that. So it just felt so early to me. And the fact that in Vegas, it ended by like 10, right? I'm like, you guys have a whole night now. Like whoever was there <laughs> and doing their thing, you have a whole night to go out and party and do your thing. I'm like, this is, this is odd. Well, that's one of the, I talked to sauce Gardner this week and I asked him like, dude, you're going to get picked top five. Are you staying at the draft? Are you like going out? What are you doing? And he was like, I don't go out. I don't drink. I don't yeah, gamble. All I do is watch film, play Call of Duty, and get ready for practice. I was like, dude, I love this guy. Yeah, I mean, if any of these prospects went out the night they got drafted, you know that would be looked down upon. So they kind of just have to probably chillax. It does stink it's in Vegas because that would be a blast to go out. But are these kids, a lot of them, oh, no, I guess they're all 21 at this point. So they could go out and have fun. I was Googling that, like, can they drink legally? Not that that would (laughs) stop them, of course. But yeah, uh, so we have a ton to get to. I think last night was a great night for the 49ers. You kind of disagree with me. So we'll get to that. Plus, we're going to take a look at who is still available for the Niners and maybe what their draft strategy might be now that they actually have picks, of course, 61, 92 and 105. Want to remind everybody, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We will be live with you tonight on the YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Going to start at around 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but if the Niners make a move, obviously, we will go live. So let me make my case, Michelle. And this is something I wrote for Niners Nation this morning. I think the Niners had a great night. First and foremost, Debo Samuel is still on the team. I consider that a win. We know that teams that made offers. The Jets offered number 10 overall and a pick swap later on. Some people are surprised the Niners didn't take that. Are you surprised the Niners didn't take that? No, I don't think you can just get that one pick to try to replace Devo. It's kind of like the Titans, which we'll get into that whole trade. They traded away A.J. Brown just to take Traylon Burks. It's like, yep. and Traylon Burks is not A.J. Brown. He's more of a gadget wide receiver anyways, and he needs another wide receiver on the opposite side to help him. I just like the Titans trade was terrible and I would hate, <laughs> like I'm happy the 49ers didn't make that trade. Cause that's what we'd be talking about right now. I am shocked Devo is still on the roster with all the moves that happened, but that definitely is a win that we're heading into day two and Devo is still a 49er. Yeah, I think you can exhale a little bit on that front. I think the Niners are basically, they're banking on Kyle Shanahan, right? Supposedly, they have a great relationship. He's this great communicator. I think they're saying, look, we're not going to get pressured into this. Now we've got months to figure this thing out, to repair the relationship, and to work out a new deal. And we're going to get into that. 
AJ Brown went for a first and a third this year. And that is it. That is stunning. If I was a Titans fan, I would be furious that they did not get more. And I'm, I'm, and it's the 18th overall pick when all of the top tier wide receivers were gone. Like maybe you had Traylon Burks in that top tier of wide receivers, but he's not a typical wide receiver. Like you can't just throw him out there on the outside and expect him to win. He barely even, he didn't even run routes at Arkansas. Like he is a raw wide receiver out there. That's going to have to be manufactured touches. So it's wild to me that they ended up doing that trade. And then you say third pick or third round pick. It's a hundred and first overall pick. It's a super, super late pick. Uh, I think the Eagles stole AJ Brown and I don't think what they paid him is crazy at all either. Four year, four years, a hundred million dollars, $25 million per year. I think that's super fair for a guy like AJ Brown. Well, that's the other part of this, right? So first of all, I said, watch out for the Eagles. Cause I had a feeling they were going to, ma- I thought they were going to be Debo contenders, honestly, but I just knew that they were going to make a move for a wide receiver. Howie Roseman loves to take big swings. They had a ton of picks. So it made sense, but yeah, this is the deal for AJ Brown. I think that now we have the framework for a Debo deal, right? Like this is it. It, it, it literally same agent that represents AJ Brown represents Debo. And I think that it, he can't really hold his breath and stamp his feet. Like, how are you going to ask for something above that much more above and beyond what AJ Brown just got? I think this is it right here. And I don't understand how the Eagles trade for him and get a deal done within one second. And <laughs> the 49ers are like, it just, it takes time. Like, does it? Because we see all the time, these guys get traded and get the deal within one second. Obviously there was talks in the back end that we don't know about, but it clearly can happen fast. Right. So you have this laid out right here. Offer it to Devo. Like, give him the offer. If he still says, absolutely no way, I don't want to accept this, then you probably have to start to consider moving him. Uh, But I I think this is a very, very reasonable deal. He didn't even get that much guaranteed, $57 guaranteed. I say not that much. Like, 57 is just whatever. But that's not a crazy amount of money guaranteed. It's almost half the deal is not guaranteed. That's a steal for a guy like the AJ Brown or Devo Samuel right now. Do it. Like, and we don't know. Over with. I'm sure that that is including injury guarantees for injury too. I, I am willing to bet that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am willing to bet that. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams got 22.8 million in full guarantees. Now he got 65 million total, but a lot of that's for injury. So some of that is, is inflated. This is the yeah. interesting thing too. Brown said the Titans initial offer topped out at 16 million per season that including incentives would have driven a deal up to 20 million. So if the reports are true that the Niners first offer to Debo was 19 million, that was not like some incredible, terrible insult. Like, I don't know. I feel like it is an insult though, just because one team also insulted their player it's six, 16 million of what Sammy Watkins got like a few years ago with the chiefs and Sammy Watkins wasn't even good then either. Like it was kind of just like, eh, he's a fringe good free agent out there right now. We'll pay him $16 million a year. Like that was a few years ago. The second Christian Kirk signed his deal. I don't care that it's the Jaguars and they made a mistake. <laughs> he changed the wide receiver market and really good wide receivers are not going to even consider anything around Christian Kirk's range. Like 
the Jaguars messed it up, sure. But now that Christian Kirk is getting paid that and has yet to even have a thousand yard receiving season or do anything spectacular in the league, these wide receivers know their worth and they should get paid. And those offers are insane. And I would be mad too. I just think that like, it's not like, oh, the 49ers came up with this crazy offer that no team would ever offer. They're like, the fact that it was in line with Tennessee just made me feel a little better about things. And now I feel like this becomes really easy. Yeah, but the Titans traded him away. Does that make you feel better? It's like, well, they offered him that and then it didn't work and they just traded him. It's not like the Titans figured it out afterwards. They traded him just for a rookie wide receiver. That's not even very good. And the Niners didn't. And that's why they're stubborn. And I love it. And I feel like here it is. Here's four years, 105, 60 mil guaranteed. And we're, and we put this thing to bed. Like, yeah, I feel like this thing could be done relatively quickly. It should be now one team that I'm so this is what had me thinking, right? Last week when we were talking, I was saying the Ravens would be such a good spot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I was thinking, okay, they still have Marquise Brown. He's going to want to also get paid. Not as much as A.J. Brown or Debo. Obviously, he's not going to get that much. But he's still going to want around $16 probably more, $18 like around the Mike Williams, Chris Godwin range. Uh, So I was thinking, okay, I don't know if they can pay them both. But then the Marquise Brown trade goes down yesterday. He goes to the Cardinals in the middle of the draft. And I'm like, ooh, I was thinking maybe this is going to lead to a Debo Samuel trade to the Ravens. Yes. It did not. But I still feel like the Browns aren't going to go into the season with just Rashad Bateman as their the Ravens. receiver. The Ravens, yes. Sorry, I don't know what I said. Um, oh, I said the Browns. Last name Brown confused me. Uh, <laughs> so I do think that there could still be a trade that goes down. But now that we're into day two, like the 49ers really needed to get some first rounders out of that. Maybe they trade them for next year's first. We'll see. But I still think he, if he's not a 49er, he's going to be a Raven. That He would fit in perfectly with them. Lamar Jackson was not happy last night but you know um the Ravens said that Brown requested a trade so it's interesting you know Hollywood Brown requests a trade he gets traded he was at the Arizona Cardinals draft party last night so everybody knew this was happening and they kept it quiet AJ Brown is not happy he gets traded the Niners are the only one they've held fast to Debo I think that Debo and his people thought that they could pressure the Niners into a deal. And I think that Shanahan and Lynch called their bluff. And now we'll see, you know, who knows what Debo shows up to. But ultimately, I think it was a good night for the 49ers because he's here. They can the contract has become incredibly easy to figure out. And I think they're going to get it done. I think that's going to be a a thing that is, you know, it looked like a disaster early on and it's looking better and better. Plus, Michelle, the other reason it was a great night for the 49ers is because the Carolina Panthers at six had literally every single offensive player in the draft available for them. They didn't take a quarterback. They went with the offensive lineman. They don't take a quarterback. They don't pick again until 137. To me, as soon as that pick came in, I was dancing in the streets because that's where Jimmy Garoppolo is going, and that could happen literally later today. I was wondering where you're going with that. I was like, why did you care what the Panthers were doing? Because I keep thinking of Baker to the Panthers. I do think they're not going to go into the season with Sam Darnold as a starter, right? Agreed. So maybe their plan is, I could see this, right? Because this whole time they could have traded for Baker and they haven't. 
And they've already had reports a couple months ago or a month ago now that said neither side's really interested. I do think Baker's probably come off of that now since no team has shown any interest. <laughs> now he might be saying, okay, please, Panthers. But I do think since they haven't gone and got Baker, their whole plan now, wait it out with Jimmy, see how that shoulder's doing, give it some time. Maybe it could be earlier than I'm thinking, but I do believe that their plan right now is Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker. We'll see where it goes. There's no way. There is no way they go into the season with Sam Darnold as their starter. Well, literally, Ben McAdoo, their offensive coordinator, said Sam Darnold is a starter. Uh, well, actually, I probably shouldn't have said that. Like, that was yeah. literally a thing that he said. Um, man, they may go to the Browns and the Niners and say, look, uh, whoever pays, you know, if if whoever we can get for cheaper, basically. We don't really care which one we can get. They're pretty much the same in our minds. So maybe the Niners have to eat some of the money and pay some of the money to get Jimmy off the team. But I think that I could easily see Baker going to Seattle because I think the Seahawks are not going into the season with Drew Locke unless they I think a lot of teams are going to they're so cheap right now. Now, these quarterbacks that I do think like Seattle, if Malik Willis is sitting there with one of these second picks, they should be taking Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter had a visit with Seattle. I do think Seattle takes one of these guys and it might just then knock out Baker from going there because then they have competition. It's Drew Locke. It's this rookie. You have two guys to rely on. So I don't know. I I think the Panthers might be the last spot available for a quarterback right at this moment, right? There could be injuries. There could be other things that go down. There could be trades. Who knows? But right now, I think only one of Jimmy G and Baker has a starting job next year, and it comes down to this Panthers spot. I just I between Debo not getting traded, Brown getting traded and getting the new deal and the Panthers not taking a quarterback at six. A lot of almost everything went right for the Niners, I think, last night, except for what happened at the end of the first round, because I'm sitting there looking at who's left on the board and I'm like, all right, there haven't been that many interior offensive linemen selected. There have been some wide receivers, but we got some potential later on. And there really was only one safety which was uh, Hamilton, who went to the Ravens, which I loved, by the way. I love what the Ravens did. Um, And then all of a sudden, boom, last two picks of the first round. Daxton Hill goes to Cincinnati, and Minnesota takes Lewis Seen, which killed me because I was seriously hoping that he'd be available and that maybe the Niners would move up. So I didn't love how the first round ended for the Niners, but other than that, I loved what happened. I think the two trades that went down, you know, both hurt the 49ers a little bit, right? You got AJ Brown, finally a great talent going to the NFC. They've all been coming to the AFC. True. Finally goes to the NFC. I do think this makes the Eagles a, a stronger squad. They needed a wide receiver too bad. They lost two games last year because of Jalen Rager. Just dropped the spot. <laughs> I mean, just dropped the easiest of balls right in his hands that yeah. would have won the game. He... Like I've never seen such an upgrade at a position before you go from Jalen Rager to AJ Brown. That is the most massive jump of all time. So I do think, you know, the Eagles become a scarier team. You guys know I root for Jalen Hurts, So I'm excited for him there. And then people don't give Marquise Brown the respect he deserves. I was talking about this. What last when week? We were talk- yeah. With, when we we're talking about contracts. I think he's a very, very talented wide receiver. I think he helps an offense just create space because of his speed. And 
he's been doing the thing with the with the Ravens and on a team that does not pass very often. He put up over a thousand yards last year when Lamar Jackson missed like what six games. He still had a really good season. Uh, I think he helps the Cardinals. I think he's a big upgrade from Christian Kirk. And if you can have DeAndre Hopkins stay healthy ever. If you have Hopkins on one side and Marquise Brown's speed on the other side, and then Zacherts in the middle and then Rondell Moore, like I think this trade really helps the Cardinals. Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown obviously already have that connection going back to college. And in like in 2018, Kyler Murray fed Marquise Brown. He's the one that led that offense in receiving yards with 1,300, not CeeDee Lamb, who is the other wide receiver on that team. He also had a very good season with 1,100 yards, but Marquise Brown was Kyler Murray's dude, not CD. When you're talking about that number one guy, so I'm interested to see how they work together. But I think that's a little scary for the 49ers to have him join the Cardinals. What an absurd lineup Oklahoma had. They also good had God. Trey Sermon. If the 49ers want to give Trey Sermon to the Cardinals, that would be great, so he can be used. Well, Please. it's weird. I feel like this, this like get the receiver quarterback connection from college into the NFL has become yeah. a thing. Now we see it in Miami. We see it in Cincinnati. Now we're seeing it in Arizona. I know there are a ton of 49ers fans hoping that somehow Christian Watson ends up on the team. I'm you because that one for 26 yards every game, you know, they just had that killer connection in college. Yeah. Christian like Watson you, and you've turned Ray me Lance. off a little bit. Um, but let's get into that now. Uh, let's look at some of the players that are still there for the 49ers. I think there are some interesting options at receiver at all their spots of need, really receiver, interior, offensive line, edge, defensive backs. I'm, I think it's it's a day that's going to be incredibly fun for the Niners. Um, where do you think, first of all, do you agree with me that they are going to move up in round two? I think we have to see how the board goes, right? There's four quarterbacks that could go in the second round today, like very realistically. If those start going kind of early and maybe teams are moving up, Maybe the 49ers sit pack because four quarterbacks could go off the board. They obviously don't need a quarterback. Two running backs could go off the board with Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Yes, maybe the 49ers take a running back, but that's going to be way later in the draft. Agreed. They don't need one of these top guys. Uh, so that's six picks right there um, that the 49ers should be pumped if they get taken. And then there's a lot of talent left. I don't know if they need to move up. If a guy like Jalen Petrie starts to fall, right? And he's getting close to them and they're getting nervous that a team might take them. Sure. You know, move up. I, I would like them to not have to trade away one of their third round picks. Cause I do think they have some holes they need to figure out. Um, but if one of these really talented players start to fall, maybe like a George Pickens starts to fall too. That might be an area where you go up and go get him. I want the Niners to take a safety. That's more, the more I think about it, the more I, that's where I want them to go with their first pick uh, in this draft. And whether it's Petrie, I know he's, you're a big fan of him. KP is a big fan as well. Jaquan Brisker. I'm a, I've started to become a fan of him. I got a chance yeah, to talk like to him, him this week and he just seems like he fits into that culture of just like all about football, like leadership, leadership, leadership. I like to see a safety. They desperately need one. They need a starting safety. Like, I'm sorry. I have no confidence unless they want to bring back Tart, but I just I don't that'd be a great fallback if they don't get a safety, but draft great, somebody here. Great strong word. It would be a fallback. <laughs> like I well, don't think you need 
the word great. In but it. here's, you know what you're getting, right? You know what you're getting. I think sure. there's, and they don't have to take a safety, right? So maybe if they start to come off the board and, and the price to trade up becomes astronomical, that they're like, you know what? We don't have to do this deal. We'll, we'll bring back Tart. It stinks that we didn't get our guy, but we'll, you know, we'll go with one of our other needs. Um, if they... Edges really fell too. Like there's a lot of good edge rushers still on that board. So if they don't, like, I think the only two safeties they should consider in the second round would be Brisker or Jalen Petrie. Mm -hmm. uh, they might have to move up for them. So we'll see what happens there. But Boye Mafe's still out there out of Minnesota. He would be such an impact as an edge rusher from day one. I thought he was going to go in the first round. Maybe they trade up for him. Who knows? Uh, Arnold Abichetti would be a nice option there in the second round as well from Penn State. He would instantly you know, be great with Nick Bosa. Anybody's going to be good with Nick Bosa. A guy that's really interesting is Nick Bonito from uh, Oklahoma. He is just, he's like kind of just that pure speed guy that you're just going to have him rush the quarterback nonstop, but he could do that in the 49ers defense right. in their system. So that would be, I think a really nice fit there for the 49ers. There's like, there's a lot of good prospects still sitting there. I don't want the 49ers to get too antsy. Like let's see how the board's going. And maybe once it starts getting thin, right. If all of these really, these players that they want are starting to, dwindle down there then trade up but there's just so many good people bernard raymond or ryman from central michigan he's a tackle now he was considered a first round talent too they could really use a tackle as well there's just a lot of good options out there right now you mentioned a speed rusher that's basically what d ford was like that that was their ideal plan was have bosa on one side he'll get the double teams we'll put armstead in the middle he can push the pocket they thought that Kinlaw was going to push more of the pocket. Who knows? And then we just have a speed guy on the other side that just flies around because they're going to be single covered. And and even if they don't get there, maybe they force the quarterback up in the pocket. They force him to roll to a different side, like just to, to disrupt things. So I think that is what their ideal situation is. Uh, I also would love to see them get Cam Jurgens. I really would. They need yeah. a center. John Lynch all but said that Alex Mack is retiring in his pre-draft press conference on Monday, and they clearly need one. I know that he's been working with Joe Staley, which is, you know, I'm already like, you're you're working with Joe Staley? I'm on board with you because I love you. Um, and it's a position of need. If Staley is on board with this kid, that's good enough for me take it and let's start to solidify the interior of the offensive line. And luckily, like I said, I think there were only three interior offensive linemen selected on day one. So there's options there. I wish the 49ers had two second round picks because yeah. if they just come away with Cam Jurgens, I, I do really like Cam Jurgens as a prospect. It is a need. So it's a nice pick, right? But it doesn't feel as impactful as going to grab an edge rusher or a safety that's a playmaker in that defense. So it'd be a little bit like, ah, okay, I, I like to pick a little disappointing. Maybe they stay pat, right, with their second round pick and they use those two thirds to move up back into the second round. Yep. So they can have two second round picks. That would be ideal. Grab two of these guys. I, I'm so excited to see what the 49ers do tonight. They can make a lot of moves. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. I don't I don't know if a team trades a third for him or not. What's the earliest the Panthers have? A fourth rounder? Yeah, 137. 
137. Man, that is late. I know. That's a late pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like in theory, what they could do is if you get Debo signed and locked up, you trade Jimmy Garoppolo for 2023 picks. Yeah. Then you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we've got Debo locked up now. Now we've got extra draft picks in 2023. That's not the worst case scenario for the 49ers. It's just that obviously this year that doesn't make things any easier if you're trying to to maneuver the board here. It will be interesting to see how aggressive they are about getting a wide receiver here in the second round. Yes, That might tell us a little bit about Debo, right? How confident they are that they're going to fix this relationship. I think either way they could use a wide receiver. Yes, so it doesn't mean one. It doesn't mean everything, but if they get aggressive and move up to the top here to get a sky more from Western Michigan, I, I think he's just such a talented wide receiver that could make an impact from day one. Uh, I would love him to be a 49er, but if they did get aggressive and trade up, you'd be like, hmm, maybe there's more to this and maybe they, they're not confident they're going to get it done with Debo Samuel. If Christian Watson's still sitting there at pick 61, I don't know if they, I feel like they take him right hmm. for Trey Lance. Don't you think they just do it? Well, they haven't done anything else to seemingly support this dude. So maybe not. Um, <laughs> the other thing is this too, right? It's also possible. I, I'm, you know, looking through everything through 49ers colored glasses right now, but maybe this, this thing with Debo is not a long-term thing. Tim Kawakami was tweeting last night that he doesn't think the relationship is going to last much longer. Maybe what they do is if Debo is like dead set against like a long-term deal with the 49ers for whatever reason, maybe they go to him and they're like, look, we know you don't want to be here long-term, but we've got you under contract for $4 million. We'll, maybe we work with you. We'll give you a raise for next year. And then we'll move you next year. Like maybe this is, they can only convince him to go one more year. But either way, like you said, they need a wide receiver. If Debo's in for the long term, they still need a wide receiver. Debo, um, not Debo, Brandon Ayuk is going to be eligible for a new contract after next season. Who knows what happens with him? So you've got to restock the cupboard here. So regardless, I think they need a receiver. There's a ton of good options still available on the board. I'm kind of intrigued by. Eric Ezukama from Texas Tech. Not that he's like a burner explosive guy, but I love him after the catch. And maybe I'm just like too, I'm looking like too much in the Debo mold, but the Niners seem to favor guys that with the ball in their hands can break tackles and excel in space. And that seems to be what he's best at. And how, what round are you looking for them to grab him? Whenever. I mean, you don't have to go. You certainly wouldn't go in the second round for sure. Um, I've never you... heard of this guy. Not even going to lie. Never heard of this guy's name. Uh, but I'll have to look into him and see what he's up to since you seem to be very excited about him. You know, I really, my two guys that I would love, love to see the 49ers take obviously Jalen Petrie and Jalen Tolbert and Luka Decky. If they ended with any of those three guys after today, I'm going to be very excited uh, because apparently I'm going to be a 49ers fan from here on out after the Steelers draft last night. You know, so I am so, all in. It's so funny <laughs> you mentioned that, right? So Kenny Pickett gets selected by the Steelers, and I slacked Kate, your wife, and I said, oh, my God. And her immediate response was literally, quote, I'm a 49ers fan now. It's it's 
we were not happy. I mean, I think I saw tears in Kate's eyes. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> she so badly didn't want him. I so badly didn't want him. I'm so happy they just didn't trade up to get him because that would have been just brutal. Uh, but I just, they lit their pick on fire last night. Well, we see the Ravens grab two top tier talents that fell for absolutely no reason other than teams overthink things. Because if the draft just happened right after the college season ended, those two guys are top 10 picks. It's that simple. They got Tyler Linderbaum, the center, and they got Kyle Hamilton, the safety. Amazing draft for the Ravens. And the Steelers just literally took their pick and lit it on fire and threw it in the garbage. It's amazing. It's one thing like the Patriots last year. They sat where they were, and Mac Jones fell to them, and they took Mac Jones, right? But everybody else was gone by then. Well, yeah. the Steelers had every quarterback available to them. None had been picked. Michelle, this is my favorite nugget. No quarterbacks in the top 18 picks last night. That's the first time that has happened since 1997 when this quarterback was selected by the San Francisco 49ers at number 26. And if you know this, I will have so much respect for you as a non-49er fan. If you pulled this out of your back pocket, I would be stunned. I have no idea. It's Jim Druckenmiller, a <laughs> terrible quarterback. Here's all you need to know. So they took Jim Druckenmiller while Steve Young was still there. And Steve Young was like, okay, my team has selected a quarterback in the first round. Like, maybe they're looking to get rid of me. You know, maybe my time here is ending. And then Steve Young said, quote, I went out the first practice to watch Jim Druckenmiller throw. And I'm like, I'm fine. We're yeah. good. <laughs> I think I Mitch Trubisky last night. I know everyone was like, oh, they should trade him, give him a shot. I'm like, Mitch Trubisky should be happy about this. There is, <laughs> he's going to win the competition. Like, I, I think Mitch Trubisky is a starter. Now you have to do well, obviously, or they're going to put in Kenny Pickett. You have to watch, you have to watch your back a little bit there, but at least this adds some competition. I got like, that's the only thing this pick is worth is that it adds competition to push Trubisky like literally my when I'm looking at these two guys I have way more hope that Trubisky can turn around his career than Kenny Pickett will be a good starting quarterback in this league and you mentioned Mac Jones I would take Mac Jones in one set like if you tell me right now Mac Jones for Kenny Pickett even before I knew his last year like rookie season I'm taking it Mac Jones was I liked him as a prospect I don't like anything about Kenny Pickett as a prospect what about his eight and a half inch hands my God, the same size hands as me. All he did was fumble. <laughs> All he did was fumble in Pittsburgh in college. And now he's going to go play in the same city where it's freezing, where it's rainy, where all it does is rain or snow. And like your gloves are pointless at that point. And then he's using the, the ball gets so much bigger from college to the NFL. He is going to be a fumbling machine. It's mm. going to be terrible. <sighs> I'm I'm trying like I woke up today to, saying I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to be nicer to Kenny Pickett. And I'm going to look at the bright side. I I'm having a hard time doing that. How'd that go for you? Um, not good. <laughs> not I will good. say this yesterday. I woke up and the Buffalo bills tweeted out a cool video of Josh Allen reading a bunch of mean tweets from when he was drafted. And it's all bills fans saying a lot of the same things that you're saying. But oh, I loved woes. Josh Allen. No, I, I loved know. Him. You know who I hated was Sam Darnold. And, and this is Sam Darnold. They they're the same exact prospects, Sam Darnold and Kenny Pickett, except Kenny Pickett has tiny baby hands. He is just <laughs> Sam Darnold with tiny baby hands. 
uh, like uh, Josh Allen it was the dude. I loved him always. I always had his back. I want a Josh Allen type, a prospect where we can right. groom him. All I'm trying There's to no say grooming is Kenny Pickett. A lot of people in Buffalo were just as unhappy as you are right now. And obviously that worked out. I'm trying to give you a little hope, Michelle. Ultimately, we don't know what these players are going to be until we see them on the field. I actually went I back. I hope we never have to see him on the field. I hope it's, <laughs> I hope Mitch Trubisky just takes off. I went back last year, believe it or not, and found our live stream that we did last year just to see the reaction of everybody when Trey Lance was picked. And some people on that live stream, I'll just say, were dropping F-bombs and throwing stuff because Justin Fields wasn't the pick. I feel very good about the pick. And, you know, who knows how you're going to feel a year later. Let's just let it play out. Like, if you, you can't wanna, be... Do you want to trade? Do you want to trade? Can the Steelers have Trey Lance, please? Uh, no, I want to guy that's mobile with a laser rocket arm that has regular human hands <laughs> oh you you don't want the guy who has a very uh weak arm and tiny hands and limited mobility and can't read a defense you don't want that guy <laughs> are you sure okay and fumbles nonstop. personal challenge for you right now say one nice thing about kenny pickett um i heard he's a good leader oh boy Listen, we know all about that, right? He's got Garoppolo syndrome. Sure, he can't throw, run, or read a defense, but he's a good leader. He should uh, hyper-target Deontay Johnson, which I'd like. If they went Malik Willis or or Ritter, like I would, I'd be like, I get it, but I'm stunned <laughs> at this. Um, by the way, you had your pick. They were like, what were all these reports that they were just in love with Malik Willis, like just enamored with him, and then they had the pick. They. Just take Malik Willis. Just do it. Smoke you screen. Had it, there. it was a smoke screen. Smoke screen for what? Nobody wanted. And this is the worst part. I don't think anyone took would have taken Kenny Pickett the rest of the first round. It, I think we'd be sitting here going the second round with no quarterback off the board. And they could have just got a guy in the second round. Dane Brugler has Kenny Pickett as his top rated quarterback. He said Pickett has some skittish tendencies. Oh, that's not good. And the hand <laughs> size will be a factor for some teams, but his football IQ, functional mobility and accuracy from various platforms are an impressive package. He projects as an immediate starter who can be an upgrade for several NFL teams. Well, the Steelers already said that's why they took him because he's the most pro ready. And he has the highest floor because that's what everybody wants. That's what you don't floor. want when you're yeah. picking a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. When you, I tweeted last night, if you're going to take a swing, don't try and hit a single. Try and hit a home run and maybe you end up with a single. I think that's the wrong philosophy from the Steelers. By the way, did you see what Trey Lance tweeted yesterday? Tony Jefferson said, oh, yes, I did. Oh, I don't think Debo Samuel is going to be a 49er by the end of the night. And Trey Lance responded and said, stop it. That's yeah. leadership, baby. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> would never. I am getting more and more excited about Trey Lance season. I'm excited to see what pieces they put around him. I like so we we mentioned them obviously having to fill that safety position, maybe going to get an edge, but I do think it's also very important that they support Trey Lance and get him a weapon and get him an offensive line. So maybe I take back about what I said about Cam Jurgens. I could because I do really like him as a prospect. Maybe that is a very impactful pick because you can't leave him dry there with that interior offensive line right now going into the season. They need to give Trey Lance the most support because this pick cannot fail. Trey Lance cannot fail. Right. And it has to happen. So just give him all the support he needs. See right now what they're doing in Philadelphia. It's like, okay, Jalen Hurts has shown us that he can 
be good enough. Now it's our job to give him everything he needs to take that next step forward. Now he has no excuses, right? If Jalen Hurts is the Jalen Hurts of 2021 where he's just okay, like he, he did it, but he's just okay. Now you know it's time to move on. You need to give Trey Lance everything he needs so that you know what you have because yes. you don't want to be sitting here and maybe like you can't give him everything this offseason, but you don't want to be sitting here in a couple of years being like, well, we've never gave him, him the support. Maybe he can still be good. Like you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out fast. So exactly. Get him you some weapons, a, give him, get him a line. And you need a true evaluation and yes. hopefully they can set him up to be able to get that. Although I am a, like, I don't totally love the idea of having a rookie center with a quarterback who's essentially a rookie that can get a little dicey, but if they sign JC Treader. And also pick up Jurgens. Okay, maybe I can get on board See, with that. Yeah, maybe they don't even have to, you know, use a pick then on a center, which would be really nice, right? If you go get JC Treader, what's going on with JC Treader? Like something because he's been a good center, and then I felt like I'm confused. Like what's going on? Why teams aren't going to grab him? I don't know. If you want to put on the tinfoil hat, you know, maybe the Niners were like, "Look, we want to sign you. We might draft somebody, but." You know, if we don't, if it doesn't, we're not going to trade up to draft a center. So if it doesn't fall to us, we're going to sign you. And maybe he's probably like, hey, I don't care about going to, you know, OTAs or whatever. Screw that. You know, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while. So maybe he's just comfortable sitting back and, and waiting this thing out. Again, that's a little conspiracy theory. I have no inside information whatsoever. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be so much fun. Like. It sucks when your team doesn't have a first round pick. I know there was stuff to watch last night, but like I'm so much more juiced up because the Niners have three picks. They could trade up. Who's going to fall to that? Like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Start the draft right now. <laughs> it should be a fun night. I love that they have three picks. They are later, but it's fine. They're, they're going to get some good players here. I will say not having a first round pick is better than having a first round pick and throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> Uh, your boy, George Karloftis went late to the Kansas city chiefs. So yep. your off season plan, Michelle, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, Jalen Petrie's the last option, <laughs> but you had Jaylen to get Petrie's... two things right. Yeah. Well, Sam Ibukam, you know, we still got that. He could go. We don't know. Uh, I think you're in trouble. I think you're in big trouble. Uh, yeah, so we'll see if that happens, but okay. Final prediction. I, you don't even have to pick the player. What position do the Niners go with their pick first pick of the draft? Oh, oh man, that's a hard one. I think they end up, this is my bet. They end up trading up and getting Jalen Petrie. That's my oh, final answer. Book it. Yeah, I agree. I, I That was going to be exactly what I was going to say. I don't think they're just going to sit there. I really don't. Um, this just hasn't really been their MO. If they like a guy, they move up to get him. Whether, I mean, even for Trey Sermon, the running back, who they didn't even play last year, <laughs> they still moved up to get him. They moved up to get Ayuk. I, I think that they have no problem doing that. So I agree. I think they're going to go safety. And I think they're going to, they're going to hope that they can get an interior offensive lineman a little bit later. I think that would be their ideal situation. John Lynch all but said they were going to draft an offensive lineman also on Monday. So at some point it's happening. But I think they go safety first if they can find a way to maneuver up. And I, I keep saying if they need to trade somebody like I could see them moving Dre Greenlaw as part of the package to move up. I really think that they don't they're not in love with him by any stretch. Plus, I think that they're they'd be just fine re-signing Aziz Alshire to a longer term deal. 
So I think that Dre Greenlaw is still a prime candidate to be moved in a package, which could help them, you know, maybe preserve some of their other picks in this draft if they did have to move up. What position would you be most annoyed with if they took? Obviously not quarterback, not running back, not tight end. Like none of the positions that obviously they have right. their, their guy already. But what position would you be super annoyed about? I get it. I totally understand why they would do it but I really don't want them to take an edge with their first pick. Like every year they take a frigging edge. Like (laughs) there are other positions, corner safety. I mean, it's really highly unlikely they take a corner with their first pick considering who's left on the board, but like Andrew Bruce jr. Is still out there. Kyler Gordon. There's some nice options, but uh, yeah, I don't know if they go that route. What about a defensive tackle? Well, if they take a D tackle, then, you know, clearly they're not buying into this whole Javon Kinlaw comeback story, right? Like, because supposedly he's good. He's working out. Everybody that's been talking to him says he's fantastic. You know, the the typical song and dance we hear with somebody, especially a high pick coming back from injury. But if they take a D tackle, then it's like they're, you know, they're worried that and I that think would, that's the last spot I would want the 49ers to go. Like that's the defensive tackle would be like, oh. Like they, they could get a really good player like Travis Jones out of UConn. Like he he's a really, really good prospect, but it would be like really a defensive tackle. That's where you went. That would be that'd be a bummer. That's the other thing I'm looking forward to. Just based on who they pick, you can find out a lot about what they really think about the yeah. status of the team. And don't don't who cares what they say? Pay attention to what they do. So we're going to learn some things tonight, which I absolutely love because I always crave more information as opposed to less. And let's be honest, when they speak, you really don't get a ton of information that you can take to the bank. So check out who they pick and we'll be able to learn a lot if they go wide receiver. If they go wide receiver with the first pick, would you say that they have serious long term concerns about Debo remaining with the team? It matters if they trade up. For a wide receiver, then I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, they're sitting there and they stay put and a Christian Watson uh, falls to them or if Sky Moore falls, you got to take them. But if Christian Watson's sitting there, I don't think that's going to tell us anything. They might just want to, you know, grab that speedster wide receiver that has a connection with Trey Lance. He's sitting there. You need three deep wide receivers at this point in the NFL. So I don't think that will tell us a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, if they if they end up moving up to grab a guy, then I'd be, I'd be starting to get a little bit nervous about Debo long term. Oh, by the way, I guess who's going to be at the NFL draft experience signing autographs tomorrow or uh, Saturday? Yeah, that would be tomorrow. Debo Samuel. Really? Does John Lynch show up in like a trench coat and glasses and be like, hey, psst, Debo, <laughs> sign this contract. You're 60 million guaranteed. Just sign it. Or he can say, hey, can you sign this piece of paper for me as right. your autograph? It's <laughs> a secret contract. <laughs> just, yeah, just throw it in there. Put it underneath a jersey. Just seeps through and you're like, haha. Right. You it. sign it with a Sharpie. So then it seeps through. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Uh, something crazy will happen. It's the 49ers. They're never drama free. So we will see tonight again. Niners Nation will have a live draft show. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Come join us. Throw your questions and your comments in there. We'd love to interact with you. Michelle, I'm very sad that you won't be able to join us for that because you're going to be working for NFL Network. Uh, But I was at least happy that we were able to get your reaction today before day two. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk about all the prospects that the 49ers sign or draft this weekend. 
we're going to get into it next week. And, yes. you know, hopefully it's some fun guys that we can talk about, but it will be. It'll be a good time. Yes, we'll break everything down for you. So again, perfect time, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. All that good stuff will go right to your phone. You won't miss a damn thing. Michelle, I hope you have a fine weekend. I hope you you transition to the next stage of acceptance here with Kenny Pickett. You could have your quarterback of the future. Embrace Listen, it. I've accepted it knowing, hey, how often have the Steelers just wasted a first round pick? Anyways, you know, we've had some bad picks and it ends up being okay. Every team has bad first round picks that never end up really doing anything. So I'm just think this pick is just thrown in the garbage. We're going to move on. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't see a scenario where Kenny Pickett is the starter. I just think, you know, he'll, he'll be a backup. And you know what's going to happen. He's a first round pick and a backup quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky will play. He'll be okay, but he'll get hurt. And what's going to happen? Kenny Pickett's going to come in like halfway through the season and he's going to play just good enough to get Mike Tomlin over the 500 record. And what are we going to be saying? Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. He got above 500 with Kenny Pickett as his quarterback. Yeah. 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 Why did you even have to bring this back up? I was on the high talking about the 49ers. Sorry. You bring me right back down about the Steelers. Listen, if, this is how they fix it. They go get my boy Jalen Tolbert and I, I'll, I'll forgive them. Right. Just everyone watch out to see where Jalen Tolbert goes today. That's all I care about. Honestly. I want the Niners to take the punt. God, Matt Ariza from San Diego state. I'm like literally going to be watching to see if they, I want this kid so bad. When, when does the punter go? When does that punter get off the board? Look, the Niners have the final pick in the draft. I don't care if it's then. I want this dude on my team. He had two punts of 80 yards. He had 27 punts inside the 20-yard line, which would have been more than any punter in the NFL at that point. And he kicks field goals, Michelle. So there you go. You draft it him. All. You get rid Take of Mitch Wisnowski, that human waste of space. Dump <laughs> him. When Robbie Gold's contract is up after this season, you dump him, and then you have a Ariza kick both he does punts he does kicks you get an extra roster spot that's my dream scenario that will never ever happen he's gonna go as a fourth rounder 49ers book it hey they took wishnowski in the fourth round so yeah that's entirely possible it wouldn't be the worst thing ever right having a really good punter who knows how to get that ball down inside the five yard line consistently that's huge especially I mean, with deal. trey lance who let's be honest is probably going to struggle a little bit at first the field position game is going to be important i'm like i'm not joking about that mitch wishnowski stunk last year Hell, having a bad punter is a massive liability it's it, yeah you're like oh it's just a punter no it's huge i mean how many times do they go out there and how they matter so much for the field, like where that team is going to start on the field. And it's a big difference if they're stuck there inside the five yard line or they consistently get it at the 30 yard line. Like that's a massive difference. Here's how bad it was for Wisnowski last year. He got hurt against the Rams in week 18 and Robbie gold had to come in and punt. And he did a better job than Mitch Wisnowski had been doing all season. So yeah, it was bad. That's what I want to see. The punt god. He's a punter with a nickname. How many punters do you even know that have a nickname? I want him in San Francisco. True. Well, now I'll root for that for you because that's There you great. go. All right, everybody. Enjoy the draft. Join us tonight. And uh, we hope you'll be there and we'll break everything down. Michelle, I'll talk to you next week.
Bye, y'all.